Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday from Mighty Networks. I am Audra Lindsay. I'm a community strategist with the team here. Uh, super, super excited to have a very special guest on with us today. I'd love to introduce Hillary Johnson from Hatch Tribe. Hillary. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we are very excited to have Hillary on. Some of you noticed that we've started doing some more interviews and deep dives into strategy and best tips and practices and all this good stuff. Um, and so this is a special opportunity for us to hear from somebody who has their own Mighty Network. She's been running it for quite a while now. It's a paid Mighty Network, so we're gonna dive into subscriptions and pricing and what she's offering of value to her members that they're really, really enjoying. Uh, and then we're gonna kind of dive into a lot of that good stuff. If you're new to Mighty Networks, welcome. It's great to meet you. I'd love for you to, just everybody here, say hi in the chat, tell us where you're from, where you're at, if you're new to Mighty Networks, if you're coming here to just kind of hear how somebody else is doing this and learn from their experiences, we'd love to know more about you. Uh, my colleague, Brian Vu, that some of you know, will also be in the chat, uh, making sure we capture questions while I interview and chat with uh, Hillary live today. You can also use that ask a question button there in the bottom. Super easy, great way to, if you have a specific question you want answered, put it in there so that Brian and I can capture it and we make sure we get it answered. We're gonna do a little bit of an informal chat today, a live kind of chat. And then Hillary, also, if it's cool, she can share with us a little bit of an inside view into her Mighty Network to show you how yeah. to set up courses uh, and events and things like that. And then we'll open up the floor. We'll make sure we have time to get to your questions. Some great ones have already come in and we will tackle those very soon. So, all right, let's do this. Uh, Hillary, hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, how are you? Good, and you're coming at us from Carolina, is that right? Yeah, Charleston, South Carolina, all the way from the East Coast, so yeah. Well, here in San Francisco, it's a gray, kind of rainy day. I'm hoping the sun's gonna come out soon, we need it. Um, but yeah, so I would love to kick this off by hearing more about your stories, particularly Really, what is the background and origin story of Hatch Tribe? Or what is Hatch Tribe? How did you come up yeah. with it? What is it? You know, what's the story of launching it in your business? And what piece does a mighty network, or really kind of to be more broad, like what does bringing people together have to do with your brand and how does that feed into your business? Perfect question. Okay, so I started my very first business about eight years ago. And when I started that business, um, I had left behind a corporate career. I was living in Chicago at the time and had moved to Charleston, South Carolina. And I was having a real identity crisis, for lack of a better word. It was like I had left behind everything that I knew, a really successful career climbing that corporate ladder. And then suddenly I'm out here running my own business, like following my dreams. But I'm really struggling. And what I'm struggling with is that sense of identity, the sense of community, the sense of support. And as I really looked around, I didn't see a lot of other entrepreneurs that looked like me. and that felt pretty alone, pretty isolating. Um, and I'm having that real question of like, am I doing the right things? Like, is my business going to be a success? I don't know. And I had so many questions, but very few places to really get answers. And so I really struggled through that in my very first business for the first couple of years. And at the time, mind you, I was producing festivals and events. So like, 
a thousand to four thousand people size of events. So um, fast forward a couple of years into that company, I then am thinking like, gosh, I'm not the only one. Now I've met other entrepreneurs. I realize there are like more people that are like me. And I thought this could be really cool to just pull us all together. And what if we did that? And what would that mean? Because at the time, co-working was just starting to take off in our city. Mind you, in California, it'd probably been there for a, a decade, but you know, we're a little slow on the uptake here. So finally, co-working was starting to take off. And there were some networking groups, but I didn't really love them. And I just thought, eh. There's another way to do this and like the consummate entrepreneur, you know, you're always looking at ideas. So the very first thing I ever did was just posted on Facebook and I said, hey, for any of you out there that are women entrepreneurs, would you be interested in getting together sometime to just talk about what it's like to run a business and maybe share some stories? And hundreds of people RSVP'd, yeah, they wanted to be there. And I thought, oh, oh, there's like a thing here. So that very innocent post became the beginning of Hatch Tribe. And that was when we started to get together. We started to have some conversations and it really began as live events. So Hatch Tribe at its core essence is about bringing together women entrepreneurs to help support growth over time and to give you community, give you a place to ask questions and a place to just show up and be you and be vulnerable and, and ask things in a better way than Googling them, right? Build the connections, build your network. And so it started as live events and that was in January of 2016. And we were just here in Charleston at the time and we were doing monthly events. And at that time I was phasing out of my other business and really starting to see this take off. And I thought, wouldn't this be interesting if we had a membership site for this? Because, you know, we're meeting now like once a month, but it would be really cool if we had a way to stay in touch between these meetings and really start to extend what we're doing beyond, beyond just Charleston into some other cities and other markets and touch more women's lives. And so, um, two years into our business, we launched the member circle, which that would be in, um, January of 2018. And that's when we started our mighty network. And so that's the Hatch Tribe member circle. And, and it is really meant to embody the values of our community and live out exactly what we do live, uh, which is bring women entrepreneurs together, give you a network, a place to ask questions, to be vulnerable, to get support, um, and, and just really help you grow because we know that it takes a lot to help you build a business. I love it. I love this origin story. And I, I very, not selfishly, but I super love the way you've you're using a lot of the phrasing that I use and, and that we use in Mighty Networks to, when we're bringing folks together. Like, why are we doing this? It's so that you can get answers to things you can't Google. It's to get support. Yeah. It's so interesting. I don't know, Hillary, if you've seen this, that the what we call member motivations, the reasons why somebody is going to join your network. Have you seen that they're more motivated by connecting to other people versus just getting like. I'm, I would call it like perks or content or sort of like that stuff. What's how are people respond? Yeah, a hundred percent. And we we definitely have both. So we have things that are more educational and tool based and resource based, and people use those. But I would say the real power is in that connection and building your network. And it's like 
the referrals that have come out of our community of just simply being in that space. So when people ask a question like, hey, do you know somebody who does this? Or it's just a natural referral source. And many, many of the business owners who are part of our community are now working together. And it just happened organically. It wasn't forced. It wasn't required. It just kind of happened that way. So I think that the the connection and, and our, our core value really is community over content. Fascinating. I That validates a lot of what I'm hearing from other Mighty hosts. So I'm really excited to hear that. Uh, if you're listening in at home, think about that as you're plotting out how you're going to get people to join yep. your Mighty network and how you're advertising it. Focusing on those connections and that community support piece works really well is what we've seen. So tell me, what does your business look like today? You've got the members circle in your many network. What else do you do? Like, do you have a coaching practice? Do you do other stuff? Do you still do offline events? Yeah, so um, we still have live events that happen in Charleston and we're actually launching new cities. So in the month of April, we'll be doing a live event in Lexington, Kentucky. And I saw that uh, ben is from Lexington. So um, Lexington is on the map for us. And we'll also be in Wilmington, North Carolina in the month of April. And um, that's a big part of what we do is bringing people together live and in color and letting you really feel out one another. And, and we know that that's, that's important for our growth. Um, of course, the member circle sits, you know, right adjacent to that. So what typically happens is people experience a live event and then they're like, God, I want more. I don't want to like not be part of this every day. I want this to be consistently available. Um, and then oftentimes beyond that, people graduate into other programming that we do. So I run uh, mastermind groups for women entrepreneurs, sometimes group coaching programs, and also individual coaching or consulting. Uh, and that really ranges from newbie business owners to people who've been doing it for 10, 15 years and are really going through that next evolution of growth and in they're inside their own business. Super cool. Super cool. And do you, at your in-person events, is there sort of always a prompt to join the community afterward? Or like, how does it work? Do people come to the events if they're already members or do you recruit new members of these events? Both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of people come to the events and then they they crave that connection and they want more of it. So as soon as the event's over, we send out an email and invite them to join. And then on the other hand, we encourage our members to come to events by giving them discounted tickets because we want them involved in our community. And so it creates some real consistency. But of course, you know, we don't have live events in every city. And so that benefit doesn't work to the same degree that it does for people in Charleston, you know, as say in California, we're not in California yet. We'd like to be, but you know, we're not everywhere. And so we know that it will appeal to some people and not to others, but we don't worry about that. We let them make that decision. Cool. And I'm going to get, we're going to get to how you're running virtual events and things yeah. soon. So, cause I'm curious about that and how that kind of piece fits in, but let's still, we're talking about joining and sort of that recruiting members process. Let's talk about how you've set up member subscriptions in your Mighty Network. I guess specifically, you know, for those of you who are new to Mighty Networks, you have this option when you set up your network to basically set up a paywall across the front of it so that you can charge either a monthly or an annual fee for access. And we've got a lot of folks doing this. It's a great way to earn revenue through your bringing your community together, especially if you're offering extra value that you think is worth something, whether it's those connections or we were talking about like, you know, practical stuff and tips and guides. Um, but so Hillary, you've got member subscriptions set up. 
And I think you offer both a monthly and annual. Tell me, tell me what you're doing. So tell us what you're doing and how you got to where you are today, I guess. Like yeah. research and iteration and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So we do have a monthly and annual subscription model. Uh, the monthly fee is $34.99 a month. The annual fee is currently $2.99 a month or $2.99 a year. Um, but we started at $349.99 a year. Um, and I'll tell you why we changed it in a minute, but I'll, I'll back up to say when we set the prices originally, you know, we did a couple of things. And this is the same advice I would give every business owner when you're trying to figure out something new is one, you got to do your research. You really need to know what's happening in your space. And so you want to find similar type of businesses and see how they're pricing. And so in our space, um, a leading um person and company in the world of female entrepreneurs is Carrie Green and she runs an organization called the Female Entrepreneurs Association. And that gave us one good nugget of data. But of course, we went further down the pike. We tried to find probably 10 to 15 similar style businesses to see how they were pricing. And um, in the case of the Female Entrepreneurs Association, her monthly fee is around 37. She's recently increased it to 47 and she does not offer an annual fee. So you can only do it monthly. Um, and then the other piece is, you know, part of it is kind of gut checking. Like, is this a price point that makes sense for our community? Because you will know your own consumers best or you should know them. And that really gets to point three, which is you do your research with your own community. And we did that. We did focus groups where we sat them down and we asked them like, hey, um, we're thinking about, you know, pricing this in this way. What do you think? And, but we also asked them before we even told them our number, how much do you think we should charge based on what we've just told you this would look like? And we got numbers like $50 a month. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. So what if I told you it was only 35, you know? So um, do your research and really ask the people who are part of your community. They're going to tell you what their temperature check is for it. And that's a really good good. Uh, nugget of data. Um, I will say, you know, we launched the the Mighty Network in January of 2018. And this year was when we decided to reprice our annual. And the reason we did that is because we really want to incentivize people to sign up for the annual membership. And the gap before was only about a $70 savings. If they were paying $35 a month versus paying $350 for the year, they were only saving $70. Bucks, and we didn't feel like that was quite enough to incentivize them. But by dropping it down to $2.99. There's obviously a different sort of uh, mentally around that price point. It puts, you know, over $100 worth of savings into your pocket. And that's real. That's uh, real for business owners. So we feel good about that. We thought that was a good change. And um, we're sticking with it for now. So more to come. That's great. Uh, overall, do you see more folks choosing annual versus the monthly? Or how does that shake out? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I would say the vast majority of our users are, in fact, annual. And I think one of the things that drives that is people look at the savings and they because business owners are conscious of putting money out. And so they see the savings and that incentivizes them. And we've also done promotions to drive annual. Mm. So we've put bonus stacks on things where we said, you know, you'll get a free ticket to this thing or a number of different bonuses or access to different things to encourage the annual subscription. 
Um, it also puts people in there that are more committed and consistent versus people who come in and kick the tires a little bit and then vanish out. And of course we have turnover on the monthly, you know, some will come in for a couple of months and then they're gone and you're like, okay, you know, it's just part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, I will say that that's hard, like it's a hard thing to learn. And I would encourage those of you who are new to this to like not get too carried away when a member leaves. Like I, it, it would feel so painful to me in the beginning and I'd be like, no, don't go. Um, but don't look at it every day. It's going to mess you up. So like just stay in your, your, your zone and like stay focused on the people you're serving and don't worry about people who will come and go because they will. And the right people will stick around and they'll stay with you. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of finding the right people, how yeah. and to like, you know, forget about the people who churn. How do you bring in more awesome people? How are you finding new members? Are you like you mentioned these promotional campaigns? I love this, by the way, that little treat to encourage them to go annual and really buy into the experience. I really love that. And it's like you're not. You're not actually, well, you're maybe offering an event ticket or something, but it's almost like you're offering them just extra experiences. You're just adding that on essentially, right? It's not like you have exactly. kind of more work to make up no. for that promotion that you're offering. And I think that's key. Um, yeah, so how are you finding people? How do people find you organically? Or what do you do when you run a marketing campaign? Is it on social? Is it at your events? Mm -hmm. How does that work for you? Yeah. So, uh, we really like to look at it that we need to gain more followers and fans and, and email subscribers always. And so that is part of our mission just from like a consistent marketing strategy is that when we're and really our platforms primarily are through our website, through Facebook, through Instagram and through our newsletter. And so we are constantly seeking to grow those. And um Vehicles we use to do that, of course, can be different. But I would say for most of us, that looks like some form of a lead magnet and generating emails through that. And of course, we share that and we promote that across all of our channels. But we know that when we have more subscribers on our, our email list, we have a better platform to start from when we go do a launch. And of course, right now, I, I say, of course, but you may not know this. We actually have the member circle closed for enrollment. So you can't just go sign up right now. You have to get on a wait list. And so we drive people to that because that way, when we do a launch, we have a list that's active and ready. That's already said they're interested and they want to sign up. And then we've got a real window to rally around that. And that's a new strategy for us. We didn't do that last year. Um, can I ask, we, oh, can I ask practically how yeah. you're doing that? I, because I think this is important right now, if you turn on member subscriptions on your landing page, right, it's still there, but how do you, you actually yeah. route people somewhere else basically for your marketing, right? Where you say it's closed or open. Yeah. Yeah. We just route them to our website. So they come to hatchtribe.com slash member circle, and that's what takes them to the wait list. Now, Mind you, they could circumvent that and wind up on the Mighty Networks page and enroll. So many of you may watch this and find your way there. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's the secret backdoor in and that's totally OK. OK, yeah. And, you know, yeah. and also so that you all are aware, I, I love this marketing strategy. We're going to be doing more on our end in the coming months as we roll out payments for groups and courses to eventually make it easy. So, Hillary, for example, you could turn off subscriptions temporarily, make it private and turn back on. That will be coming in the future, folks. So until then, I love the model that you're doing though. You've got a great landing page that you send people, your marketing folks to, um, and then you route them into the, the join flow when you open up your list. Um, that's fantastic. And how do people find your landing page, I guess, before they're on your email list? 
Yeah, I mean, typically it's stuff that we're promoting through our social media content. So, you know, through Instagram, through Facebook, and, and we use the things that appeal to us naturally. So I do a lot of live video. I do Facebook lives every single week. Um, we have ambassadors that help promote our brand as well. So sorry, I've got a lot of sun coming through the front window. <laughs> um, so we do uh, the things that just fit our and then we just keep mentioning what we're doing with the member circle, whether it's open or enclosed for enrollment. It doesn't matter because we want people to know about what we're doing. Um, and you just keep coming back to that. And of course, when we open enrollment, we've done different things. Sometimes it's been just a series of emails. So we kind of know we're like, oh, it's an open for enrollment. Then we do a series of testimonials. Then we have a day of maybe a live webinar, join us here. So we experiment with different things. In January, we did a challenge that was like a, um, I wanna say it was a 10 day challenge, but actually now I think it was five days. So it was like a jumpstart your year five day challenge that then led into a series of invitations to join the member circle. Um, so we just experiment with marketing tactics that, that tend to gain the right traction. Um, and, and we'll keep trying. Sometimes it's real simple and sometimes it's more convoluted, like a challenge. And you're like, why did I make it so hard? It doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs> uh, you mentioned testimonials, which I wanted to touch on. I love this yeah. because I, at least in my experience, I've learned that um, capturing member stories and kind of broadcasting those out, like the value and experiences that other people are having, not just me saying over and over again why you should join, uh, can be really valuable to helping somebody make that decision if this is for them. So how do you capture testimonials from, like who do you look for to be a testimonial? How do you reach out to them? And kind of how does that work, I guess? What do you present back to folks? Is it a full story? Is it a video? Is it just a quote? We do all of them. Yeah. So one is we do a long form feature on our blog that's called Meet the Tribe. And there we do a full interview with a woman who is an annual member in the member circle. And we floated that out as a benefit for annual members when they were signing up that they could be featured in one of our stories. And that's great because they're being broadcast to over 16,000 people that are part of our community. So it was a big benefit for them. And it's obviously a good way for us to continue to showcase their stories. Um, and then of course we share that everywhere. We also take clips out of that. So if there's a short testimonial, we'll use that, but we also go actively ask our users for it. So when we go and survey our community and ask them for feedback, we also say, hey, would you mind sharing a testimonial that we could use on our social media or use on our website? And I would say nine times out of 10, the answer is of course, yes. Um, and they'll give you really good stuff. And then some of it happens organically. And when it does, we ask for permission to share it. And like we had one from a user yesterday that I shared out on my own social media this morning that was just, it, she just did it on her own. We didn't ask her to do it. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I screenshotted it and put it on my personal social media just to share it out. So it's happening in all different forms. But I think uh, the key is really, continuing to share it out and just make that part of what you do. Because I think the the social proof really comes from other users, not from you saying, oh, this is the best thing ever. It comes from them. Uh, we just had a question come in that I wanted to tap into because it has to do with the joining piece, which I really like. 
Um, do you let members in kind of right away immediately or do you vet them first? So when you're building that list and then you open enrollment, I love this marketing tactic. Um, do you vet those folks or kind of look at who you're inviting in now? Nope. Anybody can come in. And I think the, the only thing that's ever come up, which is a funny question, is like we're, we're focused on women entrepreneurs. Right. And so theoretically, a guy could come subscribe and be part of our community, which they might self-select out, but we've never had it be an issue, um, you know, and I don't know. But no, we yeah. we are open. So like and, and, and that is a reflection of our brand and a reflection of our community. So we always say we are open to all women entrepreneurs always, no matter where you are in the journey, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you're a new one or you're well established and have been doing this for decades, we want you in our community because that's how our community works. Yeah. So I think the key is knowing your own, you know, what are the values you have and what do you really want to see in your community? And it could be exclusive. And, and we do that with our CEO collective, which is uh, our mastermind group there. It's curated because it's a very small group of people and I need the right people in the room. But for this type of experience, we want breadth and we want all people there. I love that. So let's talk about what's happening inside your network. Woo. Yeah. Um, all right, so you've got these members who are coming in, they're paying up, they want value. How do you keep them engaged month over month? Pretty broad question, but I would love to know, I know, right, how do you do it? Um, I guess <laughs> to narrow in kind of what are some specific tactics you've tried, you are trying, whether it's posting consistently, it's monthly themes, it's virtual events, like what's bringing people back, what's working? And mm -hmm. if, if you can share anything on this front, uh, you know, what hasn't worked? Like, what have you tried, whether it's polls or questions or events that just like crickets? I'd be really okay. curious. Giant topic. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So uh, first things first, um, we, we have a team of people that we have posting in it regularly. So one of them is me. One of them is our community manager. One of them is our social media manager. One of them is the woman who runs our content and our blog. And then the other separate group are our ambassadors. And then we have another group of contributors. To me, that was important because we wanted to make sure no matter how many users were in there, that we had fresh content coming out regularly, but that it wasn't always falling on my shoulders to do it as the CEO and founder. So I wanted to make sure we had other voices at the table and bringing different things and contributing different things. So I my role primarily is posting like a week and I will say this has been a really good one for us is like on Mondays asking people what they're working on that week what do they want to be held accountable for and on Fridays asking them to celebrate something that they've done and that really matches our values for our community like we want you to be focused on your goals and we also want you to celebrate when you get them done awesome and then between those things I ask questions and I batch all of that at one time I schedule all of it in mighty networks and it's just auto running all month long so love I'm that. about to sit down <laughs> planning <laughs> ahead it saves us it just saves you so much time when you plan ahead and then you map it yeah schedule it out and then you're like boom I can go back to recruiting new members doing other yes. awesome things <laughs> hundred percent. And I do that once a month. So like I'll do that this week for the month of April and it will just be on sort of autopilot. Um, 
we do virtual events and we we have at least two per month. One of them is always a goal setting session, which again mirrors our values. So we do a goal setting and planning session typically around the first of the month. I lead that and it's consistent. So I know what I'm doing every time, pop on, have a document, lead them through a thing. It, we do it on Crowdcast, we record it, it's available for replay, easy. Um, we bring on mentors and the mentors really help round out our content because we don't have to create all of it and we can bring on brilliant other entrepreneurs who are experts in their field to teach things to other entrepreneurs that they know how to do. And so we will have one or two of those per month and sometimes it's a um, webinar style event, sometimes it's a speaking style event, sometimes it's a mini course, it could be any version that really fits our mentor and her or his style. Um, and typically there's two per month. So for example, in the month of April, we have a webinar that's around meditation for the busy minded that's going to be taught by two women that are here in Charleston. And then we also have a workshop that's about how to automate your marketing. And that's led by a woman who's out of Minnesota. So we'll have those ready to go, promoted in our site. People can sign up for them and attend them. And we always do it live or replay. And that's, again, important because the audience we're dealing with are busy ass women entrepreneurs. They are not always able to sit in front of their computer to do this live. So we want to make sure it's available later. Um, and then let me think what else we talked about. Uh, the other piece I will say, contributors have also been a really important thing for us. We wanted to find just consistent themes that kept coming up in our community where we thought this is something that we need to be talking about every single month and we want to find somebody for this. And the, the best example I can give you in our world is social media. It's constantly moving. It's constantly evolving. And, and I think most business owners feel like they can't get their hands around it without it changing again. So we have a monthly contributor who comes on and does a 10 minute video that's like, here's what you need to know that just happened in the world of social media. And she does it every single month. And so that's a really cool partnership for us and also for our members to receive really valuable content that they're only getting inside the member circle. Love this. We had a couple of questions come in during this. Cool. This, when you're speaking about your engagement strategies or contribution strategies, the content you're offering. Um, one, I think we kind of covered with some, somebody asked like with different people contributing content, do you ever worry about the quality, I guess, but looks like, sounds like you've brought together a team and you're all on the same page. Is that? <laughs> Yeah, so for the for my team members, I know what they're putting out with a high degree of confidence. Now, when we bring on mentors, of course, I may or may not know them. And so the way we recruit them is just like if I were um, South by Southwest, I would have people pitching to me that they wanted to come speak at my festival. And I would be curating all of those applications and pulling out the people who are the best fit for our audience and then making sure they know what they're talking about and really scrutinizing them before we put them in front of our community. So we are doing what I would call due diligence and you should do due diligence before you put someone in front of your community. Um, but we also do like a soft introduction. So just like you're doing with me, 
when we do a live event, I come on with that mentor and I introduce them and I help connect them to our community before they go into their full launch of their own presentation so that it builds the connection and the relationship. And we add that person into our community. So if Audra was gonna come on and present to our community, I would add her as a member a couple months before her own mentor session so that she can start interacting with our community and getting to know everyone before she comes on and starts saying like, hey, this is how to do this thing. So it's building some connection. Yeah, and it helps set the tone. It helps set expectation. Yeah. Um, don't worry, we're both battling with the light here today. I love it. People are going to enjoy the, the light changing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other question uh, related to this was, you know, I kind of love this. When you have a lot of people with different needs in your network, and I'm thinking, in your case, maybe it's people at different stages in their business or different needs, you know, how do you keep them all feeling connected to each other? I guess, how do you get them talking to each other is how I'm interpreting that question. <laughs> yeah. So I think that our, again, reflecting back to one of our core values, ours that is that it doesn't matter where you are in the process. Everyone has something to contribute and to learn. And we echo that constantly in our comments. And we're always encouraging people to interact, no matter the length of experience they have as a business owner, because the best example I can give you is we have a business owner who she's run it for 25 years and she's one of the first to raise her hand and ask questions. And I love that because it's things that she doesn't know about. But then there's other times when someone's, you know, two years in and they're really freaking out and she's able to provide advice for that person because it's a different perspective. And so I think that it depends again on your community, but for ours, we wanted that. We want the breadth of experience because we truly believe that you need that. It's not about having a bunch of people that are like three years into a business and thinking that everybody in that group has the answers. They don't. We needed the breadth and we want that and we, we highly encourage it. Uh, yeah, I, Carlos just said something great. He's like, he says, I feel like some people can feel scared of looking stupid. I totally get this. Like. How do you encourage people to feel vulnerable? Like, is it through modeling? Is that just it? Yeah, I do a lot of dumb shit. I mean, that's, <laughs> and, and, and to me, that's key. Like, I want to put myself out there to show you that I'm not perfect either. And, and I have set the tone for our community in that way. And I encourage my team to do that. So it's like, we don't ever show up as, um, the true all answers person, you know, so I ask questions in our community and I will be the first to say like, I have no idea anything about this, but I'll tag some members who I think do like, Hey, what do you guys think? Um, and I also know because I get to know our members really, really well. And so it's like, if, if I can tell that someone is a little hesitant, I'll tag them in post over time to encourage them to share. So for example, it may be simply tagging them in like that Monday post when I'm asking what's your goal this week or tagging them on Fridays and encouraging them to celebrate a win um, and really modeling that behavior. And, and part of that, of course, is asking our ambassadors to lean in because our ambassador team, it's 10 women that are from all different businesses all across the US, all different lengths of time in their own business. And they're modeling the behavior, you know, so people are seeing it and they're seeing it modeled by others and it encourages them to show up. But I totally hear you, Carlos. Like, I think there are, there are times when we're all afraid of looking silly. Um, and we just, we have such an encouraging space that we're like, it's all good. 
do you? We're never going to make you feel bad for saying anything in our community ever. Great. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about a specific feature that I know you're using uh, that's part of Mighty Business, which is courses. Courses, courses, courses. Tell me more, I guess. So, you know, just so that all of you are aware, you have this option with Mighty Business where you can set up. We call it courses, but essentially it's a very flexible way to offer resources, training, guides, workshops, content, whatever you want it to be with like ordered content within the confines of a group inside your Mighty Network so that you can have people having conversations while they're learning together. Um, but I want to I want to know more about how you're using courses, how it fits into your business model or what you're offering folks as part of the community, what some of your courses are about. And maybe you could even show us a quick tour as well yeah that makes sense yeah i'd okay. be happy to of course okay um so you know we were thrilled when this feature rolled out mm. because we were already kind of grappling with how do we make this a more valuable place for people to gather and we knew that live events or virtual events like this were great but sometimes you just need more you need a way to convey more information and the way we had been doing it before was just tagging content in topics and then hoping that it was all kind of getting filtered together. So it'd be like week one and then this topic and then we'd be like, oh. So when this came out, this really was uh, an extraordinary extension for us to really build on the community that we were doing. And um, there are courses that I have created that are material that I teach and it's stuff that I uh, would use with clients. There are also courses that I have co-created with a mentor. And there are also courses that have been primarily created by the mentor and then we populate them in our site. So we've done really all versions of it. Um, and all of our courses are only available inside the member circle. So none of them can be purchased individually. None of them can be purchased outside of the Hatch Tribe member circle. And all of them are available whether or not you're using it monthly or using it annually. So when you join, you get access to all of it um, immediately, which, which we think is awesome. Um, and some of them run the gamut, like some are really, really short, like it might be less than an hour's worth of stuff. And some of them might take you weeks to get through. It just kind of depends. Um, and generally speaking, the way we've selected those courses and the exact same way we decide on what type of events we want to do is we ask our community. So we always come back to like, what do you guys want to see? What do you need to hear? What are you struggling with in your business? How can we help you? And then we try to figure out ways to build that for them. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it could be an event like this, but sometimes it needs something more in depth. And then that leads us down the path of creating a course. So, yeah. Well, uh, oh, Carlos has a good question here. If we want to, if we want to start screen sharing, he's like, you know, he'd be curious to see how you created a short course on Mighty Networks. I think I am too. I think people think that it has to be long and extensive and yeah, no, not so much. No. And I think like before I show you the inside of it, the key to me is like as a, a creator of content and, and really as a teacher uh, with clients, it's like just breaking it down into small nuggets. So we have courses that are like four lessons and that's it you know, and some of the lessons might take 10 minutes to get through and that's it. So the key is like, how long does that really need to be? Like some things just don't need to be that long. 
Well, I think of this as when people ask me how long a member profile story should be, like those member Q&A articles, like they're always asked, like how many word count, like how, whatever, how many sentences, sections, pages. And yeah. it needs to be like a 5,000 word essay. As long as you're offering value and it's like three questions that they answer in an interview, or in this case, like four short lessons, as long as somebody's getting value, that's all that matters. We'll stop. For exactly. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll share my screen and um, show you guys the inside of our area. And if there's anything in particular you want to see, just holler at me. <clears throat> All right. To the inside. Um, so this is the Hatch Tribe member circle. Can, there, can you see it? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. So um, obviously courses is enabled. So it's over here in the left menu bar. And then um, you'll see what we have sort of loaded up in here. Um, this is, and I'll just, I'll walk you through a couple of examples. Um, this particular course was taught by a mentor. And the way we did this one, Routines to Maximize Your Success, is she and I filmed it together. So we just hopped on Zoom. We filmed the content together. And then I packaged everything up and she sent me the worksheets, which was pretty cool. Um, it was a real simple way to do it because it's material that she's taught quite a bit. Um, and you'll see that we only have four lessons in here. Um, they're pretty short and sweet. And, you know, of course, we always do a course overview so that as someone pops in, they kind of get a sense of what the heck they're getting themselves into. Um, and there we always share a profile of our mentor with links off to them so that they can, you know, connect with them directly, of course, if they if they want. Um, and then you'll see each of the lessons here below. Um, and I'll just pop into one of these just so you can see what that looks like. But um, we always try to outline like what the heck's happening in this lesson so that you know what's happening here. Put the video in, direct link. And of course we host all those on YouTube and they're all uh, unlisted videos. So they're not you know playing in our public channel. And then we just leave a note here about questions or comments and that's it. And then if there's a file we need to attach, of course we do that, but this one doesn't have one. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one that's pretty short and sweet. And I will say this is one that we've had such a positive uh, feedback for because it is sweet and it's got really good results. Um, so that's just one of our. Yeah, we've got a question. Do you see much engagement in courses like conversations and comments? And I think this is related more to the fact that people are just popping in on their own time in these courses because they're available at any point. You're not sending cohorts in, right? to do something together. Right. But yeah. How's the engagement? Or is it more just like, how are you seeing that positive mm -hmm. feedback? <laughs> yeah. So when we roll out a new course, of course, we get a lot of feedback all at once. So this was going in September. So you'll see that she posted this in September. And then we had some comments that came in right after. But you'll see that, like, for example, Melissa came back in here and commented in November and Aaron's in November. And, and of course, what she's saying here is like, finally made the time to sit down and take it that's fine. Like I have the notifications on so I can see at any point when someone comes in and comments and I make sure that I see these. And if, for example, they haven't tagged, you know, in this case, the mentor, I'll come in and be like, oh, hey, Amber wanted to make sure you saw this. So I'm kind of playing that role of making sure that um, our mentors are in fact seeing feedback if it's coming in later on um, in the process. But I would say it's typically the most feedback is coming right after we've rolled out a new course. Um, and I'll just come back over here so you can see kind of the rest of what we've got loaded in. But um, 
it's typically right after we've rolled out a new course that we get the influx of all the comments. So the most recent one we did was simplify easily repeatable processes. Um, but after it passes a couple months, you know, we may have people who come in here six months later, eight months later and do a course. Um, so this just gives you a sense for all the things that we've done that are living in here. Yeah. So um, it's, a lot of this is at your own pace, but it's rich stuff that's available to your needs, which I love. Actually, this speaks to what we were saying yeah. earlier. People at different stages of their business can find what they're looking for here in this course library. Right. So yeah. it to me, I can find it, which is really, really cool. Um, oh, here's a question. Do you follow any kind of structure curriculum as far as your courses go across the board? Um, that's a good question. And um, my answer is going to be probably no, other than I want to be very clear about what you're going to learn and what the results expected are. Um, and to me, those are key with really anything, whether we're doing a live event or a virtual event or a course is, you know, what is the expected outcome here? Because I don't want to waste someone's time. Um, so to me, it's really clear about lining that up even before we film it or before we produce the content. You know, what the hell are we doing here? What do we want the end goal to be? And let's go build that and make sure we're able to accomplish that through the course. Um, and and building it in that way. But I would say as far as the curriculum goes, like, no, if, if it needs, you know, six lessons, it needs six lessons. If it only needs four, it only needs four. And I will say we're big fans of keeping it simple. So, you know, we try to be very clear, like you'll see here, like introduction. Okay, cool. People get that. Sales 101, fine. You know, we just want to be straightforward about what lives in these things and just not overthink it. Oh, that's my motto. Let's not overthink it. I like this. <laughs> I, I talk to a lot of hosts. I have the same problem. That's why it's my motto. Um, I talk to a lot of hosts who spend months and months and months waiting to launch their first course. They're honestly overthinking it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out there. Just folks. do it. Just do it. Yeah. Please. And I think that my advice there too is like, just remember if you know how to do it, you've probably been doing it for a while and you're taking for granted that it feels so easy to you. Um, but it's not going to be to someone else, but it doesn't mean that has to be complicated. Like you can teach it to them and it might not have to be that complex. Uh, it's just breaking it down. So just, I, I always outline it first, like sketch it out, put it on a piece of paper. And, you know, if you're working with someone else or a mentor, like collaborate on it, use it in Google drive, like as a Google doc and collaborate on the outline and then go film or record with intent so that you know what the heck you're saying and you're not just bumbling around. I like that too. Notes, getting your goals together ahead of time work so well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, this is this follow-up Carlo just said, it's not so much about the structure of the course, but how different courses relate to each other. I wouldn't worry about that. As long as you are develop, you know, you're delivering on your promise of what your network is about and mm -hmm. who it's for and what folks are gonna learn here, Fill in those blanks. You know, I always start with my topics. I don't know if you want to show us uh, your topics. Oh, sure. Setup. Um, I always start there, Carlo and folks, to think about like how, um, what are the things that matter most to my members, right? So this is, oh, I love this. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Yeah, we um, we probably need to come through and add a few, frankly, because we did this kind of at the beginning. But I will say, you know, these were important. And this was your guidance was like absolutely put a welcome start here. And I think Tara Gentili does this, too. And that was really important to us as well as FAQs, um, because we get the same questions all the time. So it's like, let's put them somewhere and they can be housed. 
Um, and then of course, this is like one of our contributors, Balance Bites with Valerie. So she posts monthly about, you know, basically meals on the go for busy entrepreneurs. And then, you know, you see all of our topics here and we try to, again, like not to keep these things too complicated. Um, you know, just nice and simple. This is another one of our contributors. So she's the only one, of course, who can post inside that topic. Um, uh, and yeah, we have probably 20 to 25, I'm guessing. And that, there's a couple I'd like to add. I just need to pop back in here. And this is um, the one thing that we we're constantly working with our community to be like, come tell us what you're working on. Like we want you to promote what you're doing. And we ask them that they just tag it in shameless self-promotion. And we really encourage that. Um, this is the social media updates that I was telling you about from one of our monthly contributors. Um, and then this it. is another one, virtual event replays. And yeah, we sorted alphabetically. That made sense to me, but you know, you can do it how you want. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned your contributors or your partners. This is a great question from Donna. Do you pay your experts or course trainers or the people who you bring in to partner with? Um, or how do you kind of, how does that, I guess, what's the value they get out of coming into your network? <laughs> so we do not pay them, but we provide them with a free membership and that's ongoing. So um, some of them, you know, they were mentors last year and say May and they're still members now. But all of the people that we select, of course, have an inherent interest in wanting to work with other business owners. And so they come on board because there's a real benefit to them. One, not only as a business owner and being able to just find support here, but also being able to connect with other business owners. And sometimes those become warm leads after they present. Um, so we've had for example, we did a sales course, which we popped into over here just a minute ago. And Kim Orleski, the mentor, sells a course that's like $5,000. And she got two clients from our community. So, you know, that's not always what happens. But, you know, there are cases where people are using this to create their own uh, sales funnel. And I encourage it. I think that's great. Works well for all of you. You get more expertise and stories yeah. and experiences being shared. They get to share their <laughs> expertise and pick up some new contacts. I love that. All right. Absolutely. So we are getting, I can't believe we're getting close to time. I have a couple, I have a, I actually have, I have a question from a, from a participant today that I think would be fantastic to cover now. And it's something Hillary that we actually talked about briefly when we just started uh, before we, before we went live today. Yeah, and then I'll end with my closing question. But Roland has a great one. He says, he says, our membership is around health and wellness is still so small. It really feels like it's hard to grow. Is this valid or am I kidding myself? Is there any advice how I can go from 30 members to at least 100, 200 or more? Yeah. So my key word for you is just to be patient. Um, I, I think like all entrepreneurs patience is probably not a strong suit for most of us um, but it, it has been a lesson I have had to remember and learn and relearn launching multiple businesses including this particular business model inside of Hatch Tribe and it takes time but I think the key is showing up consistently um, keep doing the stuff that's working. Keep asking your community for what they want to see and just keep coming back to it. And I think the key is you've got to mention it everywhere. Like let people know that you have this thing that you're doing and keep putting that out into the world. And it's going to take time to figure out what works and what doesn't. I mean, God knows we've had we've had 
trials that have it resulted in like one new member and i've been like i thought we were gonna get 30. you know <laughs> and you're just like crap so that's fine just dust yourself off go at it again and like you're gonna do that no matter what your business is this is just one form of that so just keep going at it um, and i think the key to me is always remembering who you're serving if you come back to that and you keep providing them good value, that's wonderful. And it's not always about quantity. Sometimes it's about quality. In fact, arguably always. So don't confuse quantity with quality. You can have a really beautiful engagement with 30 people um, if you're doing the right things there. And I think the key is just encouraging them to do that and keep modeling the behavior and keep leading the way uh, for what you wanna see done so yeah, just be patient. It can be tough, I know. I understand it. Yeah, <clears throat> I hear that. Um, all right, so my closing question today is what, what are you looking forward to? What's ahead? What, like, what are your big goals for Hatch Tribe and the member circle in 2019? Like, where do you wanna be uh, at the end of this year? Yeah, so I'll be totally honest. I want to have a thousand members. That is like the next goalpost that I wanna hit. and. Um, we are currently around 150 members, so I want to hit a thousand, and I think that we can do that this year because we've started to to learn the lessons we needed through the first year of it. We're in our second year. We have a launch that's coming up in April, and I'm feeling excited about it because we've been implementing things that we've learned along the way, and we'll have an open enrollment, and that's going to be really exciting, and we can put all of our eggs into that basket and watch this thing take off. Um, but I will say that. Um, a part of it for us in reflecting about the work that we're really trying to do is that we want to see women be successful in running businesses. And it's successful when you're able to generate the amount of money that you need to not only live a good life, but to do the things that you want to do in your life beyond just paying the bills and beyond just surviving. And what we see and what we know is that it is tough being an entrepreneur. More than 50% of businesses will fail by the time they reach year five. So that means a lot of businesses are not going to be around. 50% of the audience we're even working with inside Hatch Tribe won't be around in five years. And that's daunting. But our mission is to help beat those odds and give women entrepreneurs the right support system and the right training to help them succeed and to help them build these profitable enterprises that allow them to truly grow. And one of those things that we want to do is to be able to invest in businesses. And part of that is through loans. We have a partnership with Kiva and we donate a portion of all of our proceeds to Kiva and invest in women owned businesses. So for us, we know that by generating bigger revenue, we can have a bigger impact. And that's what we want to do because we're really intent on changing the landscape for women business owners, not just here in the US, but across the world. And, you know, it's a tall order of business, but it's one that I'm really passionate about because I think it's how we change women's rights. It's how we change economies. It's how we change local communities. Entrepreneurship is a real gateway into all of that. Um, and we want to be part of that change. And so, you know, we want to facilitate that in every way that we can. So, yeah, that is so exciting. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. And what I love too is just how crisp you are on your goals and your vision for this. And even more specifically, who you serve. Like, you really know who you serve, you know your audience. And I, 
I think that's going to serve you very well as you approach this big year of growth. So we are wishing you all of our good vibes and good luck from Mighty Networks here. <laughs> and I know other books. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been amazing, Hillary. Thank you so much for giving us so much of your time today. Um, a couple of you have had a follow-up question, including like, how do I connect with Hatch Tribe about you know some great partnerships or whatever? So I'm gonna put the link to HatchTribe.com in here, right? Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, yeah. And folks, you can contact Hillary. I think through there. There's some great. Uh, there's a page for that. Uh, you can mm -hmm. sign up to join her list if you want to see her marketing mm -hmm. campaign for her next <laughs> round of invites. Yeah, do it. And hopefully join. By all means. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, for many of you, uh, if we haven't said this yet, you know, come join us over in Mighty Hosts after this conversation. The video will be available here. I'm also going to upload it into Mighty Hosts as well, so you can watch this interview later. You can kind of if you want to watch it later and pause on the screens where she's showing off some of her courses and how our network is set up, you can do that too. I know it's super valuable for us all to just see examples and hear how other folks are doing this. So thank you. Um, I'll put the link to Mighty Hosts in there as well in the chat. Um, and with that, it's been amazing to have so many great people here asking so many great questions. Thank you. And thank you, Hillary. Um, of course. Thank you. Yes. And for those of you who are curious, we're going to have some more upcoming events. We're going to update the events calendar in Mighty Host soon. We do have one tomorrow as well with Brad from eCourse Adventures. He's going to be talking about how to create experiences you can sell, which is very uh, adjacent to this, can we're going to talk yeah, more definitely. about like mastermind groups and a lot of these other opportunities you have to offer value to your members and actually charge people for that and earn some revenue to support what you're doing. So hopefully I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll put the link in for that as well in just a minute. And thank you again, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. And thank you all for attending. I'm really happy to connect with you. So yeah, reach out anytime. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good rest of your week.